Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Mine. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find podcasts. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It is the show where we talk about musicals and lessons that they teach us. I am Miranda Selwood. I'm your host today. Also your host today. Julie Eisentrager. It's me, KB. It's you, KB. It's me right here. And it's Julie Eisentrager. How are you, ladies? Oh, hi, hi. Pretty good. good, Thanks. Thanks for asking. Producer Zane is also here, but he's pressing the buttons for us today. He's not on the microphone. Right, Zane? Don't do it. <laughs> is it a rule? Have we made it a rule that Zane can't talk today? Is that yep. Okay? It's a rule Zane can't talk today. Aww. He's not on the show. Oh, Zane. But somebody who is on the show today, our super special guest. Dom Gilfoyle. Hey, It's Dom, Dom Gilfoyle. I've been called special. This is a big deal for me. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Um, how are you, Dom? I'm well. Good, excited to be here talking about one of the few musicals I've ever felt much about in my life, to be honest. Oh, yeah. wow. We're yeah. going to find out what that is in just a moment. Yeah. But first, we're going to get to know you. I changed up a bit today. You did you a little bit. Did. Yeah. I liked it as a transition, Randy. Yeah? Yeah, I keep sure. it. Just like <laughs> seam into song, <laughs> smooth as. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to do the getting to know you quiz with our guest, Dom. So here we go. Dom, are you ready? Uh, yeah, I, as ready as I'll ever be. Have you stretched? No. I like to live dangerously. Ooh, mm. All right. Whoa. Well, that's the first thing we got to know about Dom. Yep. Saying his cover is head, head in his hands. This is going exactly how he thought it would. He's just really enjoying my style of hosting, I think. Mm. Uh, anyway, yep, that's what it. musical character would other people compare you to? Ooh. I reckon this is going to be like fairly consistently um, Gilbert and Sullivan stuff because that's most of what I know about. So I'm going to say the Pirate King from uh, 
Paris Benzance because I'm so, I'm witty and uh, and powerful and a violent criminal. What? what was that last one? Um, and ever so humble. Oh, yeah. Mm. Do you also make orphans your slave? Oh. Look, off, we're phasing that out. Orphans. Okay, you know it's it's a prog- it's a progressive thing. Yeah. I feel like he was just bringing them together. Yeah, so he was they like could the Hagen of the pirate ship. Absolutely, yeah. Anywho, um, which <laughs> musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Uh, the Pirate King person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a huge frame of reference uh, for You're happy with aspirational uh, musical theatre characters, to be honest. So yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. So the, cool. Yeah, consistent. All right. Yeah. Well, um, you are who you want to be, and I think that that is something mm. you can hold near and dear. Yeah, to you, your heart. You, you got to have goals. <laughs> your uh, your yeah. pirate loving heart. Yeah. Uh, what is your dream role? The pirate. King. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, I don't, maybe the. Pirate I was worried king. about I, asking the question. Yeah, look, mm. honestly, yeah, I've so got a very small frame of reference. The Pirate King is your All, favorite sometime show. Uh, um, yes, yes, it's a very little. It's a very little known. Uh, sometime number. Yep. I, I, I'm not super. Familiar with, but I've I've listened to a few songs from Assassins, and I quite like the sound of Assassins, which I believe is Sondheim, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it cool. is. I quite like several, like quite a few of the songs from Assassins, and I've also seen the movie version of Sweeney Todd, but I'm not sure if that's a sin. Uh, I don't know <laughs> how well that I one's like held. It was quite good. Yeah, I, li- I like I liked it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I guess. Those doesn't, are the two that I'm most familiar with. Doesn't Sondheim have his own pirate gig going on? Pirate Queen? No, isn't, maybe. It? isn't it called the Pirate, the pirate Queen? queen. I feel, Don't or, ask Zane. It's not Margaret. He's not, oh, he's not on the mic. I've got, I've got the Google in front of me. <laughs> Google, because I'm pretty sure well, it's called the Pirate Queen. I'm While KB is Googling mm. uh, Sondheim's latest hit about pirates, uh, what is your go-to shower song? Oh, yeah, no, that was lame as guys. I'm the pirate king. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, sure, let's go with that. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not one to sing in the shower, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's, let's go with, um, yeah. Climbing over Rocky Mountains? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't have an answer to that one because I'm a Well, we'll go guest. with the yeah. pirate king's yeah. song from the pirate yeah. of Penzance. Yeah. I was about to call it something else, but that's not what it is. Okay. HMAS Pirate. HMAS? HMAS Pirate. Anyway, this has gone off the rails. Quickly, let's I end ha- it. I have you have to delete things. a musical from existence. Which one is it? Can I say Glee, the TV show? Is that allowed? Because I want <laughs> yeah, to delete it. Yeah, I'll allow it. Look, yeah. why not? I'd like to see it it's deleted. Sure. Big time. Terrible, mean spirited show. And my sister watched all of it when, I, when we lived together. So, yeah. Deleted. Hit the button. Delete. Bam. Um, the the not pirate, enough pirates. The pirate queen was not Sondheim. Just so yeah, we know. About it, guys. it was definitely Schomburg. It was team um, team Lamers. Rookie yeah. error. Oh, so right. but like starts with an S. So maybe we can count it. Uh, uh, <laughs> sure. No problem. I'll do anything today. Um, <laughs> that's on record, which is good to know. <laughs> But just today and the day we're recording. Just so. today. So you've missed it already. Sorry, guys. Um, well, let's get on to talking about today's show. <laughs> what is it, Dom? The Mikado. <laughs> Gong sound effects. We'll add that in Mikado. in post. It'll be yeah. fine. Uh, so we're going to talk Mikado right after this.
Okay, so it's been a while since we've done a Gilbert and Sullivan show, but you've brought us the Mikadoo today. The Mikadoo. Yes, also known as the Mikado. Mm. Also known as... The Town of Titty Poo. The Town of Titty Poo. Because it's a very serious musical. Very. <laughs> um, it is described as a comic opera, but um, a mm. very serious comic opera. Oh, yes. Tell us all about it. Do it. Yeah, so much pressure. <laughs> Rap lyrical, go. Everything about it right now, go. Oh, my God. Uh, so it's by Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, it premiered in uh, 1886. A couple of years ago. Yeah, a little while ago. It's a, <laughs> He's yeah. doing this off the top of his head. Yeah, this yeah, is amazing. I am. I'm, te- I'm, I, I'm terrible at preparation. I'll uh, fact check at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 85. So close. Yeah. Um, 85. Oh, dear. Um, so it's it's set in Japan, quotation marks, uh, in the town of Titipu. Uh, it's a very, very, very loose version of Japan, which is intended entirely to replicate the uh, British society at the time as to satire the kind of the British way of life. Uh, it tells the story of a young man named Nanki Poo, uh, another man named Coco and another man named Poo Bar, <laughs> a woman named Yum Yum, because uh, it's a very serious, uh, serious yes. sort of story. Political drama. Be- 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 like not offensive. Deep what's characters. It's, no, yeah, no offensive. I wouldn't call it problematic, you know. No, uh, no. Yeah, it's it's a farce, and yeah, it's the the young man comes to comes to town as a wandering minstrel. Uh, Nanki Poo comes to town, uh, and t- because he wants to be with his childhood sweetheart Yum Yum, uh, uh, who is the ward of Coco, who has recently been made the Lord High Executioner, uh, but hasn't executed anyone, and. In That's fact, right. is required to execute someone very soon. But unfortunately, the first person who would have to be executed would be himself. And he can't execute himself because suicide is a capital offence, you see. Mm. Uh, and Sounds ev- complicated. Yeah, everything gets sillier and sillier from there. Uh, do you want me to do the whole plot? No, I'll do the plot Please, later. Yeah. But- yeah. Um, it was one of Gilbert and Sullivan's most successful shows yes. and remains one of their most successful shows. Um. What does it say here? Around 672 performances, which was the second longest run for any work of musical theatre at the Savoy and one of the longest runs of any theatre piece up and up to that time. And it keeps going back to the Savoy, right, for like a few decades after that, mm-hmm. like up until the early 1900s. It made a few more reappearances yeah. in amongst um, Gilbert and Sullivan's other repertoire. Basically 85, 1885. Th- uh, different periods all the way through to March of 1909. Whoa. Yeah. Before the end of 1885, the first year, it was estimated that in Europe and America at least 150 companies were producing the Mikado. What? <laughs> in its first year. What? Can you imagine that with something like Wicked or yeah. Les Mis? Just like, everyone do it. Bitch. Now. Do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they didn't have to pay that much in rights for it either. But they weren't paying any yeah. rights. Yeah. Well, um, one of the what reasons that the the whole catalogue of Gilbert and Sullivan, but particularly Mikado and Pirates, uh, sort of HMS Pinafore, um, still make a lot of regular appearances, is they're out of copyright. So Ooh. people yeah. do them for freebie. Who domain. needs to make some money? In the public domain. <laughs> Um, there's a little bit of an interesting story about uh, Gilbert and Sullivan putting the show together. Mm-hmm. Did you want to share some of that? 
Uh, basically, Sullivan was done to death with Gilbert's uh, style of shows and their silliness and the way he had to, you know, bring down his uh, his musical accompaniment music um, in order to hear the characters for these silly plots with magic and stuff. So the partnership was kind of coming to an end because of this disagreement, and eventually Gilbert went, "Okay, I'll." I, I'll throw away this other story I was working on about some nonsense about a, a lozenge that makes people fall in love with each other, and I'll do something more you know, grounded and sensible. And so the tale of Nanky Poo and Poo Bar was born. And uh, yum yum. Yeah, and yum yum. Yeah, yum yum. In the town of Titty Poo. I also like how it was like, I'm done, and then we'll write five more musicals yep. together. Oh, but right. But I'm, I'm done with you. Money, that's right. Well, there's. Um, because this is an era where people wrote to each other a lot, a lot of these letters still survive. There's mm. there's a lot of quotes around this whole argument, but um, one of the the ones that I liked when I was reading through it, hang on, let me find it, let me find it. We'll let oh you God. find it. We're letting you find it, Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you so much of a chance to find, to find it. it. Gilbert wrote to Sullivan um, when Sullivan was saying, that's it, I'm out. Um, and so ends a musical and literary association of seven years standing. An association of exceptional reputation, an association unequaled in its monetary results, wink, wink, and hitherto undisturbed by a single uh, jarring or disordinate element. Such formal writing. Take that. Take that. (laughs) What an insult. What a tweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So eventually, Mm. uh, you know, they sort of came to an understanding that Look, maybe we could make some cash if we wrote another show. Just imagining, like, like today, it's like a YouTube thumbnail with Gilbert staring off into the middle distance, and the title's like "Why I'm Not Working with Sullivan Anymore" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, mm. just de- delightfully self-serious sort yep. of reaction to this situation. Um, there's also a whole lot of story about a mysterious falling of a Japanese sword, which apparently inspired the <laughs> setting of the show in Japan. But um, this is a time when uh, Japan was popular. The mm-hmm. Orient was popular in yeah. amongst um, European countries. And uh, so I think it's probably more likely it was just sort of going to cash in on, oh, yeah, we can yeah. set it somewhere exotic and then people will enjoy that and we'll make a bit more of the moolah. Mm. So they ended up writing pretty much just another Gilbert and Sullivan show and then they kept doing that. But this could have been, this could have never been. It mm. could have been the end of Gilbert and Sullivan just before the show. So I guess this saved it for all of us. Yeah. And how... Lucky you. Lucky Ola. Hooray. Anyway, um, let's move on to talk about the plot. Yes. And then we'll talk about other things, I suppose, after that. The weather, yeah. Okay, so we heard a little bit of the story before 
from Dom. Did you want to just keep running with it or should I, you know, I've highlighted some things on some notes here. Oh, you've got notes and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to step on toes too much. Oh, okay. You know, like All right. Well, I'll go ahead, but feel free to, you know, throw in. Oh, well, I'll, I'll be here. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. good. Um, Julie has also done the show before, right, Julie? Yes. Which part did you play? Nanky Poo? Yes. Yeah, Nanky <laughs> the Poo. No. Yeah, yeah. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. So I yum, I yum. I saw that show. Did you? Yeah. I was pretty young. I was 21. Yeah, definitely then. It was Ay. you. Oh, look at that. Brisbane. Sweet eyes. Uh, so anyway, um, the Mikado is like the emperor, the king, the king mm-hmm. of Japan. We'll call him that. I think, I think emperor is, yeah, the word. I don't know. <laughs> it is word. Yeah. Um, and Nanki-poo is his son, but he has disguised himself as a wandering minstrel. Oh, yeah. And he is in love with the young and beautiful Julie Eisentrager, also For known unknown. as Yum Yum. Yum Yum is ward to Coco, who uh, is has been, uh, what's the word, condemned to death. For flirting. So the Mikado has said, flirting is outlawed. Anyone who does it, you're dead. Signed the Mikado, just like that. Um, You can't do that this whole podcast. like The whole one. Please don't. Mikado? Please don't. You don't like it? Oh, okay. All right. Well, in that case, I'll stop doing it. For now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Coco... Uh, has also now been appointed the High Executioner, the Lord High Executioner, um, which has created a conundrum because he can't cut anybody else's head off until he cuts his own head off and once he cuts his own head off he won't be able to do it anyway. So uh, Titipoo, the town of Titipoo thinks they've, they've got this whole like flirting outlaw business covered now that they've appointed Coco as the Lord High Executioner and he can't actually execute anyone. Um, This becomes problematic later, but we'll get to that. So uh, Yum Yum is also meant to marry her ward Coco. So Mm -hmm. Coco isn't her dad. No. She's just in his care. Yeah. Yeah. With some other ladies. Yes, some other people. There's two other young ladies who we may call maids. Small, little maids, and there's three of them. From mm. from, from where, though? From school. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're totally doing that. So Nanki-poo, the secret son of the Mikado, arrives in town and, and asks after Yum Yum, and the people in the town go, oh, Yum Yum's going to marry Coco, like, today. It's it's happening. It's a thing. It's a thing that's happening. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so he's pretty upset about this. Um, Coco turns up and reads a list that he's made because every Gilbert and Sullivan show needs a list song, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's very humorous. Yum Yum appears uh, with Peep Bo, not Bo Peep as I keep reading it, Peep Bo and Pity Sing, who are the other two and make up the three little maids from school. Um Nanki-poo comes in and says to Coco, I love yum-yum. Coco <laughs> sends him away, but Nanki-poo manages to let yum-yum know, actually, I'm the son of the Mikado, um, but he's uh, travelling in disguise. They have a moment 
Just a Is that singular what happens? moment. Just a singular moment <laughs> um, where they they lament that the law won't let them flirt with one another and also <sighs> that she's supposed to be marrying Coco. While at the same time. Flirting with each other. other. It's such a shame that what I'm doing right now is illegal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a shame. (laughs) So uh, just before we get to the end of the act, now that we've discovered two lovers who cannot be together and cannot possibly flirt with one another, uh, we get another little part of the story. The Mikado has decreed that unless an execution is carried out in this town, it will become a village. He's got the head choppings. It will he no longer be a town. He is hungering for a head chopping. Just yeah. cut someone's head off. So uh, um, Coco's in a bit of a pickle. Yes. And Coco's pals Pooba and Pish Tush um, decide, hey, you know what? You could solve this by beheading yourself because <gasps> then you've done your job and we've had a beheading. We get to be a town. Problem solved. But Coco isn't up with that plan for some reason, Um, but does discover that Nanky Poo, being so upset that he can't have Yum Yum, has decided I'm going to commit suicide. I can't live like this anymore. He's very dramatic. Very dramatic. Uh, So Coco says to him, hey, look, I'll let you marry Yum Yum if in a month before the deadline of us, you know, losing our Mm. town status, if in a month you let me kill you. Because yeah. then everyone gets what they want. Yes, a month of happy marriage. A month of marriage. <laughs> They're like sweet deal. And then I'll execute you and then I'll get to marry, you know, yum yum afterwards anyway. So, so all I get sorted. everything. Another happy ending. Good plan. End of show. Yeah. No? Not no. even the end of Act One. But um, everyone goes, oh, yeah, this is a great plan. And they happily uh, celebrate that Nanky Poo and Yum Yum are going to get together. And who arrives but Katisha? <gasps> bum, bum, bum. So Nanky Poo is actually uh, meant to marry Katisha. And the reason why he's gone off dressed as a minstrel and disappeared for a year or however long it was is because he does not want to marry this old woman. Poor Katisha. I know. I know. Like the older I get, I just have the feels for Katisha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, queen. I know. I know. Alone so, but yet alive. Yeah, I'm with you. So she turns up going, cool, Nanky Poo's back in town. I claim the Nanky Poo as my husband. Isn't this mine? Yes, <laughs> not um, but her attempts to reveal to everybody who Nanky Poo is and uh, that he's supposed to be marrying her are drowned out by the happy shouts of the crowd who are all like, yeah, Nanky Poo and Yum Yum, woo, go, go, woo. <laughs> um, and so she gets really upset about it and is like, I will have my vengeance. End yeah. of act. Yeah. We all end go of have, act one. We all go have a drink. That's the end of act one. Many drinks. Because that took three hours, Act One. Not really. It's not that long. I thought I did it pretty quick. You did so well. It was well. a little bit confusing. I so, was so impressed. Yum, yum. Yeah. Nanky Poo. Yeah. In love. Yeah. Can't be together for more than a month. Yeah. Yankee Poo's supposed to be marrying Katisha, yeah. the old woman. And Yum Yum is supposed to be marrying Coco. Yeah. Her ward, which is, which is weird. weird. Yeah. And they've got to behead someone before the month's out yeah. or the Mikado's going to turn their town into a village. And now the town is celebrating that. And the town's like, whoa, have a wedding. 
I love that the town is so concerned with what they're classed as or called. You don't that want to be like, village people. Like, someone should die. Very important. Someone's going to die. It's also worth mentioning that Poobah is uh, every other role of, of political office in the city. Yeah. Uh, because he <laughs> could. Right. Yeah. Because uh, Coco is a former tailor before he got became the uh, Grand High Execution, the Lord High Executioner, and Poobah couldn't possibly serve under. A, a, an ex-tailor because he's got such a fine bloodline. But mm. if he was to take on a few extra responsibilities and salaries. Uh, and salaries, yeah. very important. So mm-hmm. he's the Lord High everything else is his, everything is his title. <laughs> um, which is an interesting take on the mm. Victorian society that was happening mm. at the Subtle, time. Subtle, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are in Act 2, hanging out in Coco's garden, as you do. Yum Yum. <laughs> she is, like villains. Yum Yum's having like a bachelorette party, is that? No, she's just They're getting, just dressing They're for dressing the her for her wedding. Dressing her for the wedding. Um, we're hanging out with her sister, Wards, Pity Singh and Pete Sister Wards, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wards. Um... She thinks she's pretty hot shit. Doesn't she, she sings a song about ever. it? <laughs> she says in the mirror, Ah, oh, yes, indeed, I am beautiful. So oh, good pretty. one. But not vain, of course. No. no, no. Oh, she not. even brings that up. Yeah. Um, Nanky Poo comes in and uh, should I, he shouldn't be there. Before the wedding. Oh, it's like right on into the wedding. It doesn't matter. All oh, right, okay. Uh, but Coco and Poobah turn up to let them know, actually, you know, that law about uh, the flirting thing, um, if a married man is beheaded for flirting, his wife has to be buried alive. So we didn't, we didn't notice that yeah. before. Yeah. So we were just having a read of it and then we're like, oh, <laughs> oh son. There's some fine print here. <laughs> uh, so Yum Yum is not so keen uh, to marry no. him now if that's what's going to happen. She's like, oh, so, me being beheaded though? Oh. Buried alive. So Nanky Poo. Nanky Poo basically goes, okay, that's it, fine, execute me right here, right now because don't want to live like that, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, dramatic. Um, so Coco is sort of a bit, oh, actually, um, I don't think I can. <laughs> uh, so he's he's too soft-hearted and he can't actually execute Nanky Poo, um, which causes more problems again, doesn't it, Just? Coco instead sends Nanky Poo and Yum Yum away and says, look, just go and be married and and run off and, and we'll pretend, we'll say to the Mikado mm-hmm. that uh, we definitely executed you and you can just stay married forever. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. So the Mikado arrives with Katisha in tow and Coco says to the Mikado, oh, yeah, look, I executed him and here's all the details. It's very uh, detailed indeed. And gives the Mikado the certificate of death, which has been signed by Poobah as the coroner because he has many mm-hmm. titles. Yes. Um, so the But the Mikado actually says, oh, I'm not here to check on the, the whole situation with the murdering people thing. I'm actually <laughs> looking for my son. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He sometimes goes by the name Nanky Poo. Anyone seen him? Nanky? Anyone seen Nanky Poo? Anyone seen a Mr. Poo? Meanwhile, Katish is having a look at this death certificate and notes with horror that they have, in fact, executed Nanky Poo. (laughs) 
you'd think the Mikado would be like super upset about this, but he basically just goes, oh, look, yeah, all right. If he what a shame. <laughs> Very what a shame. But I get it. I, I thought mean. about it myself when I was younger. <laughs> Sucks I'm going to have to execute you, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But, yeah, because you have actually killed the heir apparent, you're going to have to die now. You and your friends, anyone who was involved in this whole situation is now going to be executed and it's going to be a painful and awful execution with boiling oil and melted lead and horrible things. Um, So Coco pleads with Nanki-Poo, please just come back, tell your father you're alive uh, because I don't want to be painfully murdered. Um, And he says, well, look, I would, but Katisha is there, so if you can marry her... So that she can't marry me. Then I'll come back. I'll come back. But otherwise, you are dead. So Coco has this choice. (laughs) He can either marry the the beautiful, not uh, old Katisha. Very scary Katisha. Enjoy an oily hot bath. Oily hot bath for him and his friends. Um, So he finds Katisha, throws himself at her mercy and begs for her hand in marriage. Uh, At first she's like, go away but then he sings a story about a bird and it's heartbreaking and she crumbles and they get married so um then she convinces the mikado not to kill him Mm -hmm. nanki poo and yum yum come back everyone celebrates amazing diddy poo remains a town the lovers are married the old people are married (laughs) the mikado's still the mikado being mikado-y yeah Let's sing and dance about it. Yeah. Woo. And that's Another, how it ends. Singing and dancing. Woo. That's it. Yeah. That's that's uh that's the show the Mikado. It's a it's a very, you know, serious and uh complex tale of morality. It's the sort of thing mm. that Sullivan was really excited to do, you can tell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if he won that battle, really. Got a lot of money. <laughs> but they definitely made some cash mm. out of it, so they got something out of mm. it. And um, it is it is a very fun, playful show. Yeah. The way all of the 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 plot points are treated, it's all yeah. it's pretty fun to be in. Yeah, generally yeah. it's like to watch. It's pretty good to watch. <laughs> it's pretty good to it's watch. Show, yeah. Dom yeah. likes it. Oh, Lots yeah. of people like it. If you yeah. like the Mikado, please do let us know. Find us on our social medias. Tell us about the Mikado when you saw it. <laughs> Maybe you also saw Julia Eisentrager play the beautiful Yum Yum. <laughs> Someone might have. I did. <laughs> I'm sitting right here, guys. Anyway, we've done one half of the Gilbert and Sullivan. Let's do the other. Let's talk music. So I hear the music in this was like real good. It's all right, yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it'll Look, do. There are twenty-four songs in this musical, but well, this is the thing about Gilbert and Solomon. There's songs, and then there's all those other little bits. Yeah, and so I'll sing you. the finale is actually broken of Act One and Act Two. Are like five different songs yeah. in oh, one. The finale of Act One goes for a long time. Yes, it's a. GNS tradition. That's how they do it. Like they, it is how they do hefty it. Hefty long time. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's 20 minutes. My guess would be 20 minutes just for that. Um I I, d- I didn't I actually didn't look at the timing. I'm gonna do that as I talk. Um so we've already said that this is the ninth of 14 operettas, comedy operas from Gil and Sullivan. But it's still like the most recorded as well as performed. Mm. 
for the GNS like yeah. canon, which blows my mind. It's got to be so close to pirates, though. R- yeah, like, but I would have thought that that would have been before the Mikado, but I was wrong. Um, and it has a fifteen-piece orchestra generally, not like a not an unusual one: flute, piccolo, oboe, clarinet, horn, trumpet, trombone, a couple of percussionists couple of violins, a viola, a cello, a bass, you know, you're, you're general players. Pit orchestra. You know, you know. Um, the, I looked at, look, there are a lot of songs. I'm not going to go through all of them, but the most popular songs and the ones that continually appear on like the best of or the greatest hits albums. Or <laughs> in a cartoon or, randomly. Mm. <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan's greatest hits. There is actually an album called Gilbert and Sullivan's Greatest Hits. I do not lie. It has a white, red and blue cover. Wow. <laughs> <Specific>. <laughs> it was a Maya surprise find while researching. It, it was a Maya. <laughs> to me, it's the plain find. <laughs> um, Wandering Minstrel is the one oh, that is on all of them. Yes. Keep going. Oh, no, we can't. Something about threads and patches. Something <laughs> nope. about. No. Oh, dang. We <laughs> stop. Um, and probably is the one that people might like. It's like the little ditty that everyone might sing without realizing it's that it's from one a of Mikado. The two most like cameoed another thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's in the producers, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It is in the producers. There you go. There you go. Um, and then three little maids from school are we. They're like the top two that are on every album, including surprise, the shows. (laughs) Show soundtrack. Um, then we've got uh on a tree by a river, as someday it may happen, the flowers that bloom in the spring. Behold the Lord I executioner. Poor wandering one. They're in beauty. Oh no, that's (laughs) yeah, no, wait, wrong one. Yeah, that one is on uh, a couple of the greatest hits. Ones. Oh, you're talking about the greatest hits. I'm like, because that's that's definitely not in the Mikado, baby. <laughs> poor wandering one's not in the Mikado. Oh, I read it wrong then. <laughs> but poor wandering one's on there. Um, <laughs> they're in Beauty and the Bellow Blast, and for he's gone and married Yum Yum, which is part something of the six part finale. Um, there are others. There are definitely other songs in this show. Oops, that's not the podcast I want. The obligatory list song. Uh, the yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. another parodied. Yeah. Yes, yeah. always parodied. The list is always suggested that you change it to update it to oh, whatever yeah. is current and happening. Yes. Mm. It's true. And with it. Um, with and they all whatever's have cool. Very There are long definitely titles. parts that you should update uh, from the original. Uh, probs best not to say the N-word as they did in the original version of the yes, list song. Yes, they're say, all update that if one. it can uh, be avoided. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> try. Um, look, there are, there are a few Pro- outdated uh, concepts in this yeah. show. Um, uh, like look. this show. <laughs> Problematic um, maybe, you know. I don't know. Super, mm. super mm. Super. I don't know if anyone like has ever seen me, but I'm definitely not Japanese, so I feel like well, that's that in itself is also quite problematic. the an audio thing podcast of like a, a constant casting. But we're not talking about cast yet. Um, <laughs> all of the all of the songs have very long titles. Um, they all are in the opera format. <laughs> there isn't really one to one to keep your ear out for if you are looking for something that you're like, mm, I don't know the show very well, but I would like something that just is going to move me a little bit. Is Kadish's song. In a, it is in the finale of Act One, and it's super, mm. super long, and it is called. Uh, 
Oh, none of the. Oh, you rebels cease. Um, and extra, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's like title. A, but it's the longest title of the show. <laughs> if I were to give it another name, I'd call it Alone But Yet Alive. See, so That's succinct. Julie, can you go through this whole soundtrack <laughs> and, and rename, rename every cliff song. notes of what it should be called? Um, yeah, so look, it's uh, it's fairly shared amongst who sings what too, which I was impressed yeah. with. Quite often it's the lead sing everything and the ensemble kind of follow along. But like the Mikado has a few numbers, Nanky Boo has a few numbers, Yum Yum has a few numbers. Well, the Mikado almost didn't get his mm. solo number. What? Uh, Gilbert and Sullivan wanted to cut it, but the cast of the company said, oh, no, no, no. go on, let him do it. Please, please. <laughs> so it's the only reason it stayed in the show. How funny. Yeah. Because it is his, like, biggest moment vocally. He only comes in in the second act. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm here. I'm singing a song. <laughs> but almost didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. It does. There's a little cliff note here too, but was restored shortly before the first night. They were really cutting it fine, guys. <laughs> they, they had like, to sit on it a that. bit. They did yeah. that. It's very Sondheim of them, really. It is. See, <laughs> everything comes back to Sondheim. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have anything super oh, you've major. You've forgotten my favorite this. song. Oh, which one? In the second it? act. <laughs> tit Willow, Tit Willow, Tit oh, Willow. I'm so sorry, Miranda. It's the song that wins over the cold, dead heart of Katija. Yes. Did I forget <laughs> what did that you one? Say? And it's rubbish. Yeah, it is. I don't know why I didn't mention it. Mm. There are so many songs in this show <laughs> that are sorry. just ridiculous. Mm. Like the lyrics are ridiculous. Yeah. And now you look at them in a different light with a more contemporary mind and you're like, this song. It's kind of dirty, but like it's not meant to be. No, but like it is now. But it is. Um, but uh, another one that is just so stupid when it's sung by the mostly by the male lead is the flowers that bloom the bloom in the spring. Because it's just so like mm, skipping through like a flower fields, the flowers that bloom in the spring. Tra-la! <laughs> Literally coming out of a man's mouth. It's hilarious. <laughs> Masculine. It's very like he is confident in his masculinity, and he does not need. Men are allowed to skip through flower fields too. When it's done, my biggest exposure to the Mikado is the uh, my family had VHS of the Simon Gallagher productions. Uh, Yes, John English saying the flowers that bloom in the spring, Jala, the flowers that bloom in the spring. It's beautiful. It's it's just wonderful masculinity Mm. right there. Yeah, it's delightful, but it just made me giggle every time. Mm, Yeah. Amazing. In his little kimono. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes this soundtrack can bring a lot of joy, which maybe if you haven't listened to it, take a listen. If you're you're not a fan of opera, then just focus on the greatest hits that were mentioned, including ones that weren't even in the show. (laughs) Have a go. Yeah. I'm sure about that one, Kimmy. It was all. I just kept writing from the list, guys. I wasn't not, not that I was awake enough to do this. It's all right. It's all right. We'll fix it in post. No one will know. No, we won't. It's comedy gold. <laughs> Let's keep it in there. Um, Songs that aren't in the show won't be missed. You've got them on your list. Yeah, look ah, at that. I see what you did there, mm, Dom. So yeah, I mean, we've got to appreciate the whole repertoire, really. Yeah, mm. uh, absolutely. Um, the great thing about all Gilbert and Solomons, of course, if you listen to the whole soundtrack from start to finish you've got the whole show there yeah yeah. so um all of the plot is in there ish funny songs 
most sad songs. Sad songs. Beautiful love ballads. And Tit Willow, yep. Tit Willow, Tit Willow. <laughs> oh, so many fun, fun names. <laughs> fun names. Uh, so let's get on to talking about some cast. Yo, yo. Hey, Julie. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Who's done the Mikado apart from you? Apart from me. Well, why would we want to well. know anybody else, really? Guys, I don't think you're going to know <laughs> the people that did it anyway. Well, really? just give us a few of them. All I can say that, but like, obviously the Dolly Cart um, team remained pretty much the same team. And so every genus, year after, same original cast. A year almost, almost. So a lot of people we played, like between the Savoy Theatre and the Dolly Cart Opera Company, just people were reusing and yeah, yeah. it was the same peeps. But I really doubt you're gonna know those peeps anyway. So Not personally, no. If we skip to then like some of the recordings, Ooh. these are people you might know. Mm. Nineteen eighty seven, our such a good year. Great year. <laughs> yeah. Was it a good year for everyone at the table or just Car- the people that Carly were alive? Carly and Danny had a great year in 87, <laughs> I tell you. This is it. Ooh. It's an, uh, funny you say that because they definitely didn't record anything from Ricardo that year. <laughs> so I don't know why. Oh, yeah. So one of the more notable people from the 87 cast um, was, do we want to just take bets for the people that don't know? Do you know? The 1987 recording. played Coco. Coco um, in 87. Was mm. it? Think English. Oh. John English. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Two English? Guess, though. Two English? Solid guess. Was it? It wasn't John. <laughs> uh, it was Eric Idle. Oh. I like that a lot. As That's Coco. Awesome. That's really good casting. Yeah. Um, in between that and my next cast, which was an Australian cast, we have a little movie that don't, have we discussed this evening on the podcast Topsy Turvy? No. no, we have not. Topsy Turvy is not the Mikado recorded. I believe it is like a fake making of. Yes, the Mikado. And this is where I got really confused because I was going through the cast listings and I was like, "Yeah, but I know one of the chicks that has played Yum Yum, and she's not listed anywhere." Because she did the movie Topsy Turvy. Because she did the movie Topsy Turvy and Mikado. So her name is Shirley Henderson. Oh, and yeah. The Harry Potter fan in the room. Um, who is, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Shirley Henderson Moaning plays. Myrtle. Oh. In Harry Potter. And also. She turns up places. She does. And she's in Bridget Jones' Good old Bridget. Yeah. Um, and then the other notable cast member from that was Jim Broadbent. Oh, cool. And I was like. What a cast. What a day. Mm. What a Jim. Why have they even Coco? gone anywhere else? Was he Coco? Uh, I'm not sure. I couldn't um, see. Perhaps he played Gilbert and Sullivan. And oh, and or potentially, I don't know. He's very talented. Potentially, he is very talented. Um, and then we've got an Australian cast of 1996. Poobah is played by the one, the only Bert Newton, <laughs> Simon Gallagher, closer, <laughs> John English, John English. Um, and one of the sisters. So it just says. Sister slash the fabulous singlets. So I'm assuming this might be a hot Mikado, even though it's listed under the Mikado. It's no, is it, it the Simon Gallagher? Yes, yeah, the Simon Gallagher rebrands the. Yeah, it's, the, yeah. Three it's, it's girls. like an adaptation sort of. 
um, real uh, real updating sort of thing. But yeah. yeah. So here's uh, Simon Gallagher's wife, isn't it? Andrea Gallagher as one of the sisters. And um, Jason Barry Smith was in it as well. Oh, oh good old Jason cute. Barry Smith. Yeah. As just, you know, one of the kickabouts, a noble. He's, he's listed as noble. And he is noble. He is I would noble. use he's that delightful. word to describe him in real life. But yeah, so apart from your like early 1800s. <laughs> The 1900s cast. By the way, my cast listings go from 1885 and the Doily um, Cart Opera Company, its last cast list that I've got is in 18, uh, sorry, 1982. It's almost like a good century worth of, yeah. of doing the one show on top of, again, all the schools or the amateur theatre all the time it's been done. Yeah, Simon Gallagher Locally also did his own little revival yeah. not that long ago, really. No, it was the same year we did it. So with it was 2011. Car. 2011 with yeah. a prison car. With friend of the show. Really Donna Costello. Yes. Oh, and yeah. uh, that great. So yeah. Another friend of mine uh, <laughs> who I won't name um it fell into the pit during a performance. So, hey, Matt, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a fun show, fun show. Yeah. yeah. Big Col- times, great Colin classic Colin Lane hit. is Pooh Bar, as I recall. Yes, yeah. Colin Lane. And one of he the umbilical great. brothers is Coco. Yeah. Yes. The little one. Yeah. They, they were both very, they were both very it, good. It was a good, yeah. it was yeah. a good, like, it was a good, it was a good cast. And, um, oh, one of the guys from So You Think You Can Dance. Yep. As Nanky Poo. Nanky Poo. <laughs> he was very good. Very good. Um, oh, I've looked dear. it up. Jim Broadbent played Gilbert. Ah, there you in go. Topsy Turvy. Oh, it was one. Right. Not both, but one. One. He, he can play both if he wants to. Give him a chance. Yes. He'll nail it. True. We haven't given him a chance. Well, Alan Corduna might be upset about that because he actually played Sir Arthur Sullivan. Why is he Sir Arthur Sullivan, not Sir W.S. Gilbert? What happened there? <sighs> Maybe Look. the music was better than the... Maybe the Queen at the time just wanted to knight for certain reasons. He was having an affair with the Queen. <gasps> Let's not start that. And rumor. blackmailed her into it. We've just broken Broadway news right here, or West End news technically. I don't know. It's old Covered news. news. Old, old, old timey news. <laughs> old deep time news. With a conspiracy uh, theory. With a conspiracy theory. We're going to have a quick chat about uh, who we're going to cast uh, in The Mikado after this short musical prelude. <laughs> Well, we just had a 10-minute conversation about Zac Efron's new blonde hair. Uh, tell yeah. us what you think about that in our socials. Yeah. So you can find us on Facebook, <sighs> Twitter, Insta, where we won't be posting any photos of the blonde hair. Uh-oh. I don't know. Well, we're in the disagreements here, but this is not the point, guys. Where would we put him in the Mikado? Nanky Poo. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Obviously, Obviously. he's a Nanky Poo. He's such a Nanky Poo. He's such a Nanky Poo. When I think of Zach, I think, (laughs) God, he's a Nanky Poo in me. In me. (laughs) This is why this show is so fun. (laughs) Okay, but who else are we putting in this cast? Hmm. I think this is a great show for comedians yeah. because yeah. The, it's not super it's demanding. Not, no one's singing the score of something. Well, look, the music's not. I'm going to put in um, mm, 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 Laura Benetti 
as oh, yeah. Katisha. As Katisha. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then I'm going to put in Ed Helms as... <laughs> Anyone he wants as, to be. <laughs> uh, either Coco. No, he'd make a great Coco. I'm putting him in as Coco. If he's Coco, then I think Poobah should be BJ Novak. <laughs> 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 Just for the like complete difference in height. What about Pooba then? Isn't that who I said? Did you say Pooba? Did I say Pooba? I think you said oh. Coco. No, I said if Ed Helms is Coco, oh, then Pooba right. should be BJ. No. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. And then who's the Mikado? It doesn't matter who the Mikado is, really. You just need someone very tall and handsome, overbearing. Mm. Tall, handsome. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate, hate it. <laughs> you said tall, overbearing, and handsome. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Arnold the only Schwarzenegger. One. Yeah. Yeah. Arnie. Arnie the Rock. The Rock. Give it a go. Yeah. Any of the above. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super sure. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Zane is loving all of these options. And then you can have, oh. <laughs> Mindy Kaling as Yum Yum. Be good. <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, I like it. How, we've got to deck it out all with like comedians and maybe like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are like. As the, the other two. two. Like yeah. an office parks and rec reunion. Yes. Trying yes, to, what we're yeah. having By Michael Skirr yeah. come in and direct the show and I think, everything. I think I Catherine I think Tate as Katisha. Oh, she would actually oh, be amazing. Except I hate Katisha. But you're not supposed I don't, I to think like that, I think that she's good for I know, yeah, yeah. She's so good, though. Like, yeah. Her, her, her exact, like, even if you find it annoying, it's like that's, that the character of Katisha is supposed to be that kind of annoying as well. Yeah. You're not wrong. You've got to love to hate her. <laughs> but I also oh, then just where love can we her. put, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Damn it, what is his David name? Tennant. Not David Tennant. I'm talking about the guy that plays, and I can't even think of his character name. Dwight. Oh, um, I know his name. I do. Rain. Say, it I sounds do. like Rain, Rain Wilson. There we go. Rain Wilson. Yeah. Rain Wilson. He, he could be. He could be Coco. He could be Coco. Mm. I like. He to see him as the Mikado. <laughs> I'd like to see him as the Mikado too. <laughs> that would be very funny. That would be funny. <laughs> if we had to cast it with the Office cast, where would everyone? Sit? I think Steve Carell would be Coco, and Rain Wilson would be Cuba. Yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> and, and you're, you're two young lovers. John you're Krasinski two young lovers. is yeah. Nanki Poo, and Jenna Fisher is Yum Yum. <laughs> yeah, Idris and Elba then, was on the oh, was on the Office at one point, wasn't he? he I think so. Who? But maybe Idris, the, Idris the Elba, UK he was, a, he was a cameo or something like. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm right. Yeah, he was like yeah. a, he was like a minor character at one point. So it, we can say Idris Elba is the Mikado. Yes, we could. <laughs> yeah, we got we got him um, in there. And yes. like Angela and Phyllis could be the two yes. ladies. Uh, please, <laughs> like you do that three. Oh, I just thought. Sorry, John Hamm is the Mikado. <gasps> oh, He's got that voice. delicious! Oh, yeah. oh John Hamm like is it. the Mikado. Yeah, I would not be mad. Look, you could cast this show for days. It's really yeah. taken a turn. This casting show. We yeah. Were, we were, yeah, we weren't <laughs> expecting it, it to be. Took a, a steep detour. No. <laughs> um, the entire cast of. Parks and Rec or The Office or yeah. anything about any comedy yeah peep I think I think I think we've done I think we've done it I think we're done we're done <laughs> Listener.
We're going to put the Mikado on some top five lists. Yes, the easy one. Top five most successful Gilbert and Sullivan shows. Top five Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Top five musical set in Japan. Yeah. Top five problematic Probably. faves. Problematic yeah. faves. Um, top five funny names. Oh, so many fun. All top five funny character yeah. names are in this show. Every single person has a weird name. Yeah. yeah. Top five questionable names and themes and all of the story. Top five musicals that tackle death in the most inappropriate way. <laughs> yeah, top five attempted suicides for sure, yeah. Oh, wow. Top five easiest shows for us to cast in our dream cast. <laughs> <laughs> top five tangents we've gone on while doing a dream cast. And I think we're done with top fives. Yeah, done. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Gilbert Sullivan, well known for its moral tales. Uh, <laughs> what have we learnt from the Mikado? How to get out of being executed. Yes. Mm. Just create a conundrum. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Creative ways of asking someone for your love's hand in marriage. How to flirt without flirting. Mm -hmm. How to sneak in a whole bunch of kisses into one song. Uh Uh-huh. Sneaky. Mm -hmm. And obvious. (laughs) In a broader sense, though, what do we learn from the whole show? Well, I I re I rewatched the um the Simon Gallagher production with John English. I watched a lot as on VHS as a kid, and I'm pretty sure that it actually shaped my sense of humor a fair bit. So, like, Rock just like out. looking, like, look, yeah, look. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good thing, um, but yeah, but like, I like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that might be that might have affected some things. So give credit for that particular <laughs> it's production. Gilbert Solomon had this uh, really, um you know, unique, I suppose, brand mm. of intelligent humour. Yeah. Very dry. Yeah. Very silly at the same time. Yeah. It's, you know, and the yeah. older it gets, the more intelligent the humour gets. It's <laughs> like a fine wine. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed it does. I guess it also, like, emphasises the fluidity of politics in a sense of, like, how quickly opinions and laws and all that change in relation to somebody's personal values and yeah. wants and needs. You're deep, KB. You're deep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, well, this is the thing. I mean, Gilbert and Sullivan are making political commentary yeah. on what was happening in England at, at, that, the time. Time. at that time. And guess what? Well, Just hasn't stopped. <laughs> it's still going on. Yeah. Haven't solved anything, Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> That's what they were trying to do. You were too solve. poetic. You needed to be more to the point. Too more subtle. Point. Yeah. Yeah, too subtle. Um, yeah, but it is it is a brand of of humor and satire that has been the inspiration for plenty of writers mm. since. Yeah. So thanks, GNS. Yeah. Cheers, cool. buddies. <laughs> and to think they almost broke up before we got the Mikado. What a shame. <laughs> don't be like that. You know you love it. I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, if we don't have anything else, then I believe we're done for tonight. What? What? Yes. 
So thank you for listening to this show about the Mikado and thank you, Dom, for coming in and sharing a little bit of Gilbert and Sullivan with us. Thank you for having me. No problem. Not a podcast I would have expected my that I would ever go on, but then it was like, <laughs> wait, I do like a musical and here I am. Here it is. Singular. <laughs> Music. I like so, I like Pirates of Penzance and like HMS Pinafore I, as well. I think entirely due to nostalgia, but yeah, the, it is these three. Yeah. Is now when we tell them they're not technically musicals. Oh. Look, <laughs> they are. We accept them into our our total into the fold. Society. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. So, what else are you normally doing when you're not here talking about GNS? Oh, crying. What? Um, <laughs> uh, I work on show shows every now and again. Uh, I guess plug would be uh cluedo the interactive game i'm going to be like stage managing that in a few weeks i don't know when this comes out but yeah so yeah that's still current um yep so clearly interactive (laughs) game it's a good show uh i also make i also design t-shirts that you shouldn't buy because they're terrible google dom gilfoyle they're on t public they're terrible don't buy them buy them (laughs) but buy one of each oh yes and you have another podcast on the network uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was oh, a squeaky yes. I'm go- oh, that's right. I'm going to be one of the hosts of Everyone Wants to Be a Cat now, as of, as of yeah, like today. Yay, yeah, because so cats. Yeah, so that's yeah. I yeah. Cats, listen to listen Gilbert to that. Gilbert Sullivan, Cluedo. Oh my god! It almost want. seems like I've got stuff going on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's just a lie. Thank you for fitting us into your busy schedule. Oh my god! You're so welcome. <laughs> Um, if you would like to hear some more episodes about other shows, I believe we've done a Gilbert and Sullivan before. Which we one have. was it? Pirates. It was Pirates. Surprise. Surprise. Next we'll be doing HMS Pinafore. <laughs> Wait another year for that one. Uh, but you can go back and listen to our Pirates episode and plenty of other things. Uh, you can find us at our home on the web. That's not canonproductions.com with all of our other podcasts on the network, including Ooh. Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, Everybody on which you will soon hear Dom Gilfoyle. Uh, you can hang out with us on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know on there, at Musicals Teach Me on Twitter. You can email Julie, Musicals Taught Me podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We receive thousands so many of emails. emails a week. It doesn't have the Julie in They're the mostly list. spam. It's really hard to keep up with the correspondence. <laughs> Send us an email. Send us an email, uh, even just to let us know that our email account's working. Yeah, we have great. a check. Yep. <laughs> um, don't Same forget to check. subscribe, rate and review if you haven't already on iTunes or whichever podcatcher you use. And thank you to all of our Patreons, Yay. patrons of the arts. We love you. A couple bucks a month. You can join their ranks at patreon.com slash musicals taught me everything I know. We really appreciate your support so we can keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, and for Yay. Zane to start doing some challenges that we set out, you you don't yeah. want to miss it. Yeah. I mean, we were even thinking up new challenges just before we that were. involved a polka dot morph suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and it'll happen. It'll happen at 3,000 pages. It makes more just as much sense later. in context. <laughs> uh, so join us next week for another musical and some more lessons and fun at the table. I am Miranda Selwood. Who are you? Julia Eisentrager. <laughs> Who are you? I'm KB. Oh, it's you, KB. It's me. And thank you, of course, to producer Zane for pressing all of our buttons tonight. We certainly pressed a few of his. Uh, <laughs> Trying as we are. Have a wonderful week. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.
a song just objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My songs suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.